Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have a pretty epic human on the pod right now. Um, again, if you haven't joined the Clubhouse app, that's how we met. Um, there are some just incredible people, incredible entrepreneurs from all different walks of life. The connections are just amazing. I have my friend Julian here, and I feel like we've already become like best friends. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and we've only known each other what for a couple of months now, like not even. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pass you the mic and kind of do a little intro of yourself because you have an incredible story, you truly do. Well, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. And hello to everybody out there. Glad you all can join us. Uh, my name is Julian Bretano. I do a couple of things. Most people know me from acting on own hit series Greenleaf as Oprah Winfrey's co-star. Uh, my character's name is David. I got started in that back in 2015. Uh, from there, so many other opportunities have opened up for me to be able to do my music as a recording artist, to produce work with other artists, produce work on film, other you know film projects that I may develop or bring on other writers and creators. Um, I'm a keynote speaker, uh, ambassador for the American Diabetes Association, an advocate for men against domestic violence. Um, you name it, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I, I can add value and be a voice. That's what I'm at. And uh, my latest ventures have been with my wife as hotel owners. So we are a new hotel brand called the Rook Hotels. And hopefully we'll be coming to a city near you. Well, I mean, one thing that I find really interesting about you is that you want to put your hands in everything. You want to dip your, your your feelers into all different types of aspects, right? I kind of want to go into the acting first, right? You right. you put it, you dropped a name in there, Oprah Winfrey. Like that's, uh, she's a huge icon. So how did that even come about the connection in general? Well, I started like most actors do. Um, I started out as an extra. So down the background, I uh, came into a point in my life. I had just lost my business, which was a restaurant lounge out in Virginia. And I had to make a pivot. I had to transition into something else. You know, um, I lost my whole investment. So I basically started over. And I said, you know what? I want to venture into the arts. I really want to do the arts. I want to do my music. I want to get into acting. I want to do these things, be creative and expressive. And uh, I had one of those days where, you know, have your own declaration to yourself. Like, well, if I ever get an opportunity or a platform in doing so, I would utilize it to help others as well so they can have an opportunity to express and, and, and do what they want to do too. And um, 
gotta be careful what you what you will ask for. Right. And if you're in alignment with your intentions and everything, it can come quick. I'm not saying it's gonna happen fast like mine, but it can, you never know. You know, within two weeks from doing up and down the East Coast, doing extra work on different projects, uh, you know, just submitting myself, getting out there, learning about the industry, learning about the process. Within two weeks, I promise, within two weeks, I was on the set of Greenleaf as an extra. I think it was the first day of filming. And, you know, Sopra, she was out back. She, and uh, she came into the uh, club area. The, the, <laughs> coincidentally, those um, <laughs> that I come out of, which is the club. So mm-hmm. um, she came out and we did a scene a couple of times. I, my assignment initially was just to flip a couple bar stools and walk off screen. That was my assignment. I did that a couple takes, a couple times, those that don't understand film business. And uh, next thing I know, Ms. Oprah turns around, she says, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, I'm here to help. <laughs> right. She said, she's like, no, you work for Auntie M. I'm like, okay, you're right, I do work for Auntie M. She turns back around, we do the scene a couple more times, she turns back again. She looks at me. She says, sir, what's your name? I say, it's Julian. She says, how long have you been acting? I said, two weeks. And she's, she, she started, two weeks? And you're already on the show here with me? And I say, yeah, I guess that's where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From there, you know, the whole day, it was just very interesting. And at that time, I knew what was happening um, as far as something was happening. I didn't know mm. what to do. I knew something, because that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not, it's not normal. That's not, not normal. It's not a normal thing for most. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, in my lifetime, I've seen so much. It became normal to me. <laughs> and, uh, by the end of the day, she, um, you know, production came, and they pulled me to the side and said, hey, uh, yeah, we need you to do specific scenes with Oprah. We need to make check your availability. All these things, and so what that led to was them upgrading me. So she had production upgrade and uh, bump me up to basically be her co-star on the show because she owned the club. She owned the Blues Club, so I was David, a bar manager. So right, crazy. <laughs> and like during this, well, like this moment, like did you kind of take it in, or or, or did you have like? tunnel vision like you did you because when something like that happens in someone's life it's like they don't take that moment to be like holy crap like this is truly happening for me did you take that moment you know it was interesting because as I was right now being instructed to walk behind the bar to be the bartender they're switching some things around they are uh changing the light, getting everything together. Like now all of a sudden the makeup people coming to check me out, you know, and fix, make sure my, everything was right in my clothes and everything. And I felt like this, I felt something. And, and I know some people may not understand or get it, but it's a real thing. I promise you. Mm. I felt this weight or like this pressure. It was like pressing down on my shoulders. I just felt like, I was standing up. I'm like, what in the heck is that? Saying this to myself. Right. And then I heard a, I heard this voice, you know, say, oh, don't worry. That's just the engine or the, and the machine. Mm-hmm. Like, huh? 
but don't worry because you was built for this. Now these little things going on internally. Mm-hmm. And then soon as the voice said that, then the pressure released. And then Miss Oprah, she comes walking over, approaches me at the bar. And then we just started having and striking up a conversation. And from there, they even started filming while we were talking. Like it was crazy. Um and I that's what it was. I just that's I I don't think I really took it all in until after it came out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which was about eight months later. Which makes um, sense. You know, when it dropped, and then even then it was like, oh okay, oh man, this is cool, it's not. But then my wife's mother, well, she, she we, weren't, we weren't married at the time, but um, we had just met that January in between filming and when it was released. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know what, we can do something to marketing or maybe a, speak, a meet and greet or something like that. So she had a graphic designer create an image. And looking at this image, I was like, wow. This is really a real thing right now. (laughs) It became real then, but every day it becomes more and more real to me. And that's crazy because we're talking five, six years later. Right. You know, and it's still becoming new all over again. Every introduction that's made with a new person, new person doing business with, now in the hotel space, you know, talking with these city officials and leaders. First thing they lead off with is, Oprah, you know, right. you know, it's new to everybody. It's new to everybody else. So they keep renewing it for me. And I, it's, it's a real thing. You talk about an engine or the energy or whatever. It's a real thing. And yeah, I, I ask you that because I mean, it, it, it is so true because when you're in that moment, I mean, and when these things types of things happen, you, you don't feel it at that moment. You're just going like the way you're supposed to go because that's your job. Right. And then when when that thing came out, I mean, like what you how you explained it was just that that was incredible because it's true. It's so true with anything in life. A hundred percent. Now, you were saying that because like I was saying earlier, you're you're dipping your hands in a lot of things. So let's talk about this hotel business venture with you and your wife. Right. How did that all come about? We had started doing some work in production and construction where we were developing training programs for locals to learn both production, film production, so audio, visual, you know, lighting, costume design, uh, uh, set building, and all of these type of things. And my wife, because she's a general contractor, she needed to make sure people that we were hiring had the skill sets to be able to read floor plans and blueprints, to be able to know how to properly do things. So we created a training module to work side and side with the local community colleges, the local workforce development boards and agencies, to work with the local residents that may have been under or unemployed to help develop some skill sets for them. And as we were doing this, we were introduced to what's called the Opportunity Zone program. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where investors could invest and uh, defer their capital gains, but it'll go into these areas where people may have, you know, there may be needs for development of the real estate as well as the locals. And from there, you know, we've had some mild successes with that and good, great traction until the point where somebody 
called my wife, which um, was actually a professor at one of the colleges she was doing adjunct professoring at, and said, hey, there's a, a city nearby that they have a hotel that they are looking to do something with. I'm just curious if you guys had any interest in it. So mm-hmm. my wife, at that point, we had just had a conversation about, um, I asked her, I said, so, you know, what do you, you know, how do you feel things are going right now? What do you feel like you're know, doing? And she said, oh, I want to, let's get into some real estate. I really want us to get into real estate development, things like that. I'm like, okay. So when this opportunity came, I'm like, well, this is it. Mm-hmm. She's like, hotel? I'm like, it is what it is. If we're going to get out here and do Monopoly, we're going to go straight, put the red red building on the board and let's go. I'm not, not going to play games with it. So, <laughs> Like, let, let, let's run. Let's run with right. it. Right. You really ran with it. And it's, it took, it's interesting because it's work nonetheless. But long as, you know, we learned how to start asking the right questions to the right people to get the right answers and the right mm. results that we're looking for. And so we really became astute to the development of the, the process. Now, granted, we still got things that we got to do. You know, there's a whole construction and renovation phase that we got to do with this first historical project. But at the end of the day, we've learned how to put a deal together. And so now what that led to once the city of South Boston, the town of South Boston put out their press releases and and whatnot. And of course, I, I stuck AJ, my publicist, on top of it, like, all right, let's spend, get some more traction, whatever we do to share the information. Then other municipalities and localities started reaching out saying, hey, we like what you all are doing. Would you, would you have any, any interest in bringing a boutique hotel to our area because we need one? And mm-hmm. so for that, it's like, well, let's have the conversation. Let's see what, let's, why not? Let's see. And then with the team, as we're strengthening it, it just became this thing that I actually fell in love with. I didn't even realize how much I would enjoy it, you know, because I had never been in real estate like that before. And so I like I'm loving what we're doing right now. I get to act anytime I choose. So I got a couple projects coming up, by the way. Um, Okay, so tell us about that. Tell us about that. What's going on? Well, a couple projects that we filmed during COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, One called Match Struck. Uh, which is a psychological thriller with a producer, a producer and now producing partner of mine, uh, Tiffany Rhodes. Um, so you guys stay on the lookout for that. Uh, we got some distribution in play for that at uh, with one of the large distributors. Um, another project called Hammer Up Witches. Uh, this installment is called The Screech Owl. So that's more of a fantasy uh, sci-fi type project and i have a pretty great role in that one um looking forward to that as well anybody check out my uh, ig or yeah see my um you can see a little small teaser trail on that one and then i got a new drama that i'm filming for a television pilot uh called mercy road and that will be filmed in the dc maryland area and that's a another, another church drama but i get to play the lead on this one as the as the pastor, so I'm really excited about it. And it's a couple other ones too, but you know, I can't think the ink ain't dry and none of the other stuff yet. So. <laughs> I love it. But what I love most about this whole thing is that, like, you're able to do what you're passionate about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and I also want to bring up 
the fact that you are doing all these things and it is okay to not focus just on one thing, right? You, you have your acting and then you have this hotel business with your wife. But one of my other questions that I want to ask you is how do you juggle it all? Right. Because when, especially when you're acting, I'm sure, you know, you're not going to sets in your local area. Like you're going, you're, you're, you're traveling. And even with the hotel business, you're traveling to events to get, you know, knowledge on that business. So how do right. you juggle, how do you juggle it all? It's just time management schedule. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I just did an event uh, for a week long out in Miami for new black, ho- well, black hotel owners, operators, and developers. And um, met some very keen individuals, great resources, had conversations with all the major brands that are looking, you know, looking for opportunities to work with, you know, up and comers, um, such, you know, with Wyndham, Marriott, Hilton Choice, all of these brands. Brand. So shout out to all of them for sponsoring the event to give people like myself, and my wife, an opportunity to, you know, showcase. But with the rest of the scheduling, it's just schedules. That's all it is. Like most of my conversations are what they are. Mm-hmm. Conversation mm-hmm. over the phone or Zoom, you know, until I have to make a site visit. And those site visits are only a day or two long. You know, you go in, have your lunches, have your dinners, go look at t- certain properties, sit down, talk. That's easy. It's one or two days. When I got to go act, guess what? I'm only there for a couple of days and I'm done with the project. Like, so it's not like a, a, a a blockbuster hit where I'm the lead and the whole project is on my back yet. You know what I mean? Where I'm there for three months, four months filming, you know, um, even with that though, I, I would still be able to handle what I got to handle. Cause again, it's just phone calls. Right. You know, um, everything, everything I do is mostly phone calls, you know, unless I got to be in person with some again, but that's again, scheduling timing. So it all works synergistically together. Um, even with the music, and being able mm-hmm. to produce other artists and, and produce other projects is is just, it all flows together. It works together. Um, even in the hotel space, my because my background before acting, I was I've been in nightlife and hospitality. Right. So with all of that, it's still the same working components as a full service hotel. Only thing I'm adding in is the rooms, the management from the room perspective. My wife got all the other stuff as far as the construction, architectural, interior designs, all that stuff. She got all that handled because that's what she does. Right. So we're able to work together, you know. And I think that's important because I think that a lot of people, if they're you know doing all these types of things, they don't have that time management, and then they get you know it it, it has a strain on their relationship. It it, it it then like it causes like just stress within their businesses. So I love that you brought that up, that you have that time management skill between you and your wife and you're able to work together. You're able to figure out the perfect times to do those those specific things that are going to build your businesses up and elevate you. So if all your, all my listeners, I hope you caught that because it's, it's truly important. Time management in general is truly important because we all have 24 hours in a day, but it's how we use it. So. Right. Right. But my, one of my um, couple of more questions for you would be one of them. If you ever wrote a book, right, about your life, right, what would the title of the book be? Okay, that's, that's funny. Um, so I have a couple yeah. of books that I wrote mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm writing and I'm finishing up. Um, 
And right now, right now it's chronicles based, mm. you know, because there's so many different parts to what I do and who I am as a person. Um, so one of the titles is called Two Weeks Notice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's from the uh, that's from the Greenleaf Oprah story. You know, yep. mm-hmm. uh, two weeks. What do you mean two weeks? And then, and all of a sudden, it's a little more, but you know, uh, you know. The, stick, the production team, they, when I first got in and the second time I came to film, hey, you're the two weeks guy, right? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a thing. Um, yeah. uh, the other book I have is called Streaming Zones because, you know, I get, I talk about uh, opportunity zones and how sh- the streaming industry can play a big uh, component in developing an opportunity zone strategy and approach to investors to invest and see how with this new digital streaming age and how to keep up with it by utilizing opportunity zones to help leverage their investments. Um, I got another one that I'm actually just started. It's called Entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, road, road to Billions, because that's what I'm on right now. I'm on the road. I'm, you know, and with you map things out and you have the intention and you the desire and, and, and you surround yourself with good people, it, you can get there. You can at least get on the road. Now, if you make detours, that's on you. You know what I mean? If you stop off, mm-hmm. if you make a turn, that's on you. But there are clear signs and uh, uh, signals that show you how to get on the road. And think about it, billions ain't really, it seems like a lot when you don't, when you come from nothing. You know, if you you know, you, you, you're, you're instructed to work so hard and you work these hours and you, it wears you out and you're only making 50, 60, 70, even $100,000 a year. Billions seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On a day-to-day basis, billions get moved like it's nothing. Like they're dropping off a, 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 a bag to the, you know, to the laundry money. You know what I'm saying? Like It's true. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and they make it seem so effortlessly, you know, you one resort project that could be two, three hundred million dollars mm-hmm. right there. You can go through a billion dollars in a week if you got the right such projects on the table. So I'm like, well, it's let me renew and change my mindset. Like, mm-hmm. if it's out here and if I can do something and duplicate it and make it worthwhile, I can, you know, 360 something million people in the US, 50 states, so much land, it's so much territory different things that I'm doing. So that's that's the current book that I'm working on. I'm going to pretty much make it as a trilogy and, uh, you know, just put it out there. I mean, I can't even do a book about my whole life because it's so much and it's so vast. Like, it's, but I like I'm, how you're, but I like how you're doing it because you're putting it, you're making it kind of like in stages, right? Because you did your first book about the whole experience with Oprah and whatnot. So I'm, ex- I'm excited for you. I really, really am. And what, What's your vision, biggest vision? What's your goal? What's your ultimate goal with all this, everything that's going on in your life? What's your ultimate goal? Honestly, Mm. it's just to show people that it's it's possible. It is possible. It, Mm -hmm. whatever your it is, it's possible. If you want it, you can do it. You can get out there. I'm not college. I don't have a degree. All this other stuff. I, I'm just out here. And I'm like, you know what? I want it. So all I got to do is see it 
and reverse engineer it back to me. And that gives shows you your steps and what you got to do to get there. And that's my goal is to show other people that they can, you can get there. You might not get where I'm going, because that's my journey. But wherever you have set as a destination, you can get there through your experiences. Your experiences will take you there, but you have to tap in and you got to embrace those experiences that you've had in your life and allow them to be tools of uh, lessons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do of okay how can I have done that better guess what next time you find yourself in a similar situation do that thing that you would have done better like don't make this hard this is not hard guys like and I'm gonna show you like I'm literally showing them a walking billboard of how to do this I'm doing it in front of your face that's my thing like I can't I'm not an expert in anything except for being just going after I think that what you just said for those people that have that, because there's, what's, what is it called? There's a fixed mindset and a, what's the other mindset? I, I want to talk about those fixed mindset people, because I think you're just, you're talking to them that like, don't know, you know, don't, don't have any, um, they can't envision what, where, where the whole thing of doing that. So I hope that those people with the fixed mindset understand what you just said, because it is possible if you just shift your mind a little bit and do the thing. Period. Period. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's literally that easy. Like, I did a survey a few years ago with um, some students from MIT. Mm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. NJIT. NJIT. Okay. New Jersey Institute of Technology. I said MIT. Talking to Cindy, Boston. But NJIT, this was back in 2012, before I even was even in the position that I'm in. Like, I, I just, I don't know, I felt led to just go up there with one of my friends who was the uh, president of the union, student union at the time. Mm-hmm. Let me set up in the student union area. And I just had a survey and I, I just asked random students, say, hey, what's your, ma- what's your major? Okay. And why did you pick that? And ninety nine percent of them said, "Oh, it's 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 stable, a stable industry. It's good earnings, you know this and that." I said, "Oh, that's interesting." I said, "So let me ask you another question and write this down too. If you didn't have to worry about money, of how much, where you getting it from, if you just had everything taken care of, what would you wake up tomorrow doing?" Mm. I would say. Almost, I can't say 100%, but very close to that, everybody's, that it thing was different from their major. Yeah. Yeah, people, because their majors were like, uh, ar- you know, architectural design, forensics, and all this, NJIT, you know, brainy school, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. They want open ice cream shops, sneaker clubs. Daggone, <laughs> you name it, everything that ain't got nothing to do with anything at that school. But that's what they would wake up doing. I said, oh, so I guess you know what you need to do starting tomorrow, right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I- so, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, I think we, we can get into a whole conversation with, with like, is a college degree all that's cracked up to be? Right. right. But still, but go on. What, what were you going to say? I was just saying that it's, it's literally just get up, just start doing it, guys. Mm-hmm. Just do it. You're not doing it now. So what is it going to hurt you every day to get up an hour earlier, right? And commit yourself an hour throughout the day. Somehow, five minute, 10 minute increments at a time. Just to apply a little bit, do a little Google, do a YouTube, watch a little YouTube video, three, four minutes on that thing you want to be doing. And just take notes, get, get some, you know, let me try that tomorrow. Or let me try this tomorrow, today. Let me try this throughout the week. Mm. And just see where you are next week. How much closer you are to living that life that you want to live and i promise it ain't got nothing to do with money it's about happiness it, happiness and, and and gratitude with your own life because i'm very grateful for everything and again it's work everything i do is work don't get it twisted i ain't got no maids running around here I ain't got, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't have that that's not my situation right now I don't know if it ever be will be, you know, I might not want that. You know what I'm saying? No matter right. how much we attend, acquire or whatnot, but I get to wake up every day, go to sleep every night, feeling fulfilled because I'm doing something that I enjoy. I enjoy doing for others and creating a, an environment where people can be comfortable and, and happy and be able to enjoy their time. That's hospitality. I've been doing it all my life. Didn't even realize I was doing it. You know, so we help starting as a kid, five, six years old. You know, I may be telling them much, but my grandmother, she's going on now, so she's not in any trouble. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, have a friend's over to the house, and I, you know, mumbling and everything. I would take the tray around, make sure everybody had the drinks. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I was doing it then, you know, bouncing at 15 at the gentleman's club, bartending. At the you know restaurant across the street from my house, you know what I'm saying at 17 and and so on and so on, built all the way up to owning my own club now. Okay, I want hospitality. That's what I always love to do, no matter what else I might have diverted a little bit because we feel the pressures of life, feel the pressures of bills and things like that. But you can go after. It. That's what I want everybody to know. You can definitely do that. I feel like I want to take. A, I want to let that breathe like for a sec, because like, I, I hope that everybody took that in that's listening because I mean, that, that was truly, truly inspirational. And I hope that everybody kind of took that in kind of, you know, looked into themselves a little bit while you were talking and said either shit, I got to do something or, okay, I'm in the right path. Julian's like really preaching right now. And like, I'm I'm going in the right direction or I'm not going in the direction, right direction. So I want to let that breathe. But before I let you go, because I know everybody's going to swear, want to connect with you and you know, all that. So how can they, can my, how can my listeners connect with you? JulianBritano.com. <laughs> Instagram, Julian Bretano, Clubhouse. Want to come see me on Clubhouse. We can talk, get, bring me in, you know. Invite me, whatever, whatever. Only, only thing I'm not on right now is Facebook or Meta because my account got hacked back in February and I mm-hmm. wasn't trying to restore it because it was nonsense. So um, and it was whatever. So, But other than that, you just catch me everywhere, Julian Botano, 
um, check me out, you know, either my, you know, somebody get back to you initially, but I'm not just about to answer everybody's. <laughs> right, they're going to they're they're come into my DMs wanting to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to talk to you first. I'm going to tell you that right now. You got to right. come, whatever you coming with. I don't care if it's advice or just looking for strategies and acting or, you know, I, we haven't even talked about music, anything like that. We could do yeah. that another time, whatever, you know, um, or how to get into the hotel game or learn how to connect with your local municipalities to, to find opportunities for investment, things like that. Anything, anything you want to know, I'm an open book. I'll share, but you got to come, right? I ain't just talking to everybody because everybody's not ready and I'm not about to waste time. That part. That part, because that's true, because like, I mean, they'll see your, they'll, they'll see your stats, right? And they'll be like, oh, I want to talk to him right away, right away. But you got what? nothing for, for what? For what? So make, right. So make sure that you got what you, what you're coming with when you talk to Julian. Um, but I also wanted to mention, I mean, guys, the people that are listening, doesn't Julian, his voice, doesn't he need a podcast? Like, let's, let's, let's be real. That's going to be, I'm telling you, that's going to be, before we end this pod, podcast right now, Julian, this is going to be your next venture because that voice has got to be on radio, on podcast, on something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, got, you know, you all are crazy. <laughs> you know what? That's the crazy part about it. Like, even when I, as I, as I got into more of the acting and like doing auditions, like, uh, so they so they have what's called self tape auditions, right? uh-huh. where the casting agent or director and your agent they send you a script or what now what's called sides where you do that you tape it yourself and you send it in for uh, consideration for a role. And a lot of time in my earlier in my when I first started, I didn't know what it was, I never had, and I didn't get a chance to ask this question of, mm-hmm. why did you guys even pick me? Like, mm. what did you keep me and bring me? Like, what was it? And then somebody had to remind me, like, it was just you being you, not trying to be somebody else, mm-hmm. not trying to talk or sound like somebody else. Mm-hmm. They were, so I had to go back and I listened. I just listened to the dad going, watch the scenes, and it was literally just me. So like when I did other auditions, I would change my voice up and the way I spoke and all that to think, to do a portray what I thought they wanted. Like if they wanted me to be a scientist, I'm thinking I had to, <clears throat> well, I'm going to speak like, <laughs> and I understand this. that's not what the hell they wanted. They wanted me to be me and be educated and speak like a scientist exactly the way I speak. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay. So, and I, and growing up, I didn't like my voice because it sounded weird huh. to me. It sounded funny to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when we listen to other kids yep. and other people that you would see how other people would react or respond to them. So it's like, well, I don't, you know, I, why, why am I not getting the positive reinforcement or certain things, you know, that they're getting? Hmm. And so it was a lot of things I dealt with as a kid because I didn't nobody explained this, nothing of this to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. as I got older, you know, uh, you know, I got some confidence. I, just I was like, you, now, now you, you're kind of more comfortable with that voice, with who you are as a person. 
But that's what I feel like that for everybody, they have those moments of insecurity and, and being who they really are. And then they come of age and then they say, this is me. And right. if you don't like it, screw you. Right? right. Like That's it. That's yeah. all I've got right now in my life. And I, 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 I'm comfortable finally. Mm.